0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Freaking first cut. Golly!
1: Welcome to the first cut podcast i'm rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's arnold palmer invitational and joining me to break it all down kyle porter is here kp welcome long time no talk it's been almost three full hours
2: i know we've (laughs) we've been just talking golf all day it's great i love it great first round great leader good setup for the weekend next next 10 days of golf are going to be good
1: they really are looking forward to seeing how it plays out from here. Before we dive into our leader, who You've heard of before. Let me remind you that 2022 marks the 50th anniversary of Title Nine, and the Attacking Third Podcast is celebrating the anniversary of all of March for Women's History Month. Each Tuesday during March March hosts Lisa Roman and Sandra Herrera will chat with groundbreakers in women's sports. So listen to Attacking Thirds Title Nine Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Rory McIlroy through 18 holes can be found on the top of the leaderboard KP. It was an opening round 65 with just one blemish on the card. The bogey at 11 makes Eagle on 16. And this is a bit rare. Rory has not gotten off to a lot of hot starts in recent memory, but here he is two shots clear of the rest of the field through 18.
2: Yeah. And I think if you think about Rory historically, this is how he wins tournaments, right? He's, he's a great front runner. Um, I think that was more true at the beginning of his career than it's been in, in recent years. But I, th- I think the thing that is most encouraging to me, Rick is he had fifth, uh, excuse me. He had eight looks inside of 15 feet uh, for eight, eight looks for birdie inside of 15 feet. Most of that was ball striking. Some of it is being able to reach the par fives and, you know, to, uh, lagging to four feet, five feet, six feet and, and and making a pretty easy birdie putt. But he, he hit a lot of good irons on on Thursday, and that was the thing that I was a little uh, concerned about coming in. The driving was great. He's been putting great, which I think has kind of flown under the radar. He's been putting really, really well. And we'll probably talk about this quote in a minute, but it, it seems like he's he's enjoying not having the green reading books and just kind of letting his athleticism and his Uh, wisdom take over. So, uh, it was, it was a great day for him to gain. I mean, shooting 65 is one thing, but to gain seven strokes on a field when you only need, you know, 15, 16, 18 to, to win the golf tournament. That's a, that's kind of a scary proposition for, uh, for everybody else in the field.
1: Yeah, it really is. And not only did he gain over seven strokes to the field, but he did it across the board. There's a couple of guys out there on the golf course that could change these numbers, but as of right now, he is top 20 in all four major strokes gained categories: number one and off the tee, 17th in approach, 15th around the green, and 20th in putting. You cannot, uh, <laughs> like, you can't get any better than that, KP. It's well rounded. It's great across the board. It's, uh, it's the blueprint.
2: It is. He did say something interesting. This is kind of unrelated to his numbers, but he was talking about how at Bay Hill they've grown the rough up around these greens and he actually doesn't like that because he he's you know, he he believes that his short game is really good and it doesn't require as much touch or as much skill when the rough is up. He likes it when it's uh you know, like there's run out. You got to use your imagination a little bit. So uh, his numbers around the green were pretty good at anyway you know regardless but he did talk about how that kind of normalizes uh or brings some uh yeah just like kind of balances out the rest of the field in in a way that he didn't like but yeah these numbers are i mean that's a joke He, he did talk about driving accuracy at the beginning of the year do you remember that where he said he might try to hit three wood more and and find more fairways and i don't know what his uh three wood numbers were versus driver on thursday but when rory's first in driving accuracy that's that's terrifying like he's gonna he's gonna score a lot
1: yeah, the field should be shaking in their boots. Here's the quote about the greens reading book. So, Rory McIlroy said, "quote I've actually really enjoyed not having a greens book. I feel like it's got me more into the putts. I feel like it's benefited me these last few weeks, and that's been a nice thing." End quote. I, to me, the way that I understand that, and I could I could see this. I'm kind of at times a bit too into things that I shouldn't be. If you're just nose to your greens book and relying on every little intricacy that that thing gives you, you probably lose a lot of sight of the feel and the putt and things that you're going through in the day. And Rory has kind of, um, he's, he's done a good job over the years sometimes of just stepping back and seeing the bigger picture. And I feel like that's really expressed in this quote about putting.
2: Yeah. And I think it, it goes along with my theory that if you just rolled everybody out onto a course that they hadn't seen before, and they played 10,000 holes that Rory would win by a lot. I have no idea if that's actually true, but that's what it, that's what it seems like. And that he gets, I mean, he talked about this on Wednesday. He was, he was just talking about like how he's just a curious person and curiosity in golf can just lead to places that while well-intentioned, you, you don't, You don't want to be thinking about um so i think it's i think he plays his best golf and his mind is kind of empty and so when it's forced upon him like that like a rule is forced upon him that allows him to kind of empty his mind i i I think that i think that really works to his advantage uh at you know at some of these tournaments we,
1: we talked about it heading into the week that he's just got elite, elite course history around Bay Hill. He's going to improve on those numbers through at least round one. He's going to raise his average there, gaining over seven shots to the field. But this kind of felt like a situation where you had Rory again, kind of on the verge, ready for another pop. And then he gets to go to Bay Hill. The comfort level and confidence must be so high when you feel like your game is already pretty close and you go back to the friendly confines.
2: Yeah, he had a quote on that. He said, uh, yeah, I think you turn up at any golf course where you've had success and automatically you're going to have some confidence coming in. I've shot some really nice scores here. I think the last couple of years I've opened up the tournament really well with scores similar to what I shot today. I feel like there's a nice flow to this golf course where you can really build a score. So I bet he he probably wishes he had that confidence at, at Augusta instead of Bay Hill, but for our purposes, you know, four of us taking him and one and done and, That's right. And, let's go, let's go, you know, lock for top 10 and all the different stuff that we had him on. Um, it, it's become, and we talked about this on Tuesday, it's become one of the surest, uh, gar- like one of the guarantees in golf is Rory at Bay Hill. And I, I hadn't, I don't know if I had married those two things before now, but it's, I mean, statistically it's true, as you pointed out. And, I think that's starting to kind of settle in for for me the more I see him there.
1: Couple of fun little nuggets here. Let's see. 22 under par in the opening round at this event since 2018. That's the most under par of any player. He made his longest career eagle putt today. That was the putt on 16, the par five, 41 feet one inches. I don't know if that's a lot or a little. Do you think that's I think that's a long? I mean, if you took every golfer's career long eagle putt, do you think the average would be above? further or, or shorter than 41 feet shorter really you think people just stuff them in there or they're they, you're just saying they don't make these putts when they get longer chances at them
2: yeah yeah I, I i mean i i think i mean it wouldn't be different than like like what's the percentage chance of making that?
1: yeah i was thinking like three percent because I think fifty feet's two, so it's probably like three percent. So but you're if you saying took if you took at it.
2: If you took everybody's longest, okay. Um, yeah. ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I have, have no some, idea
1: either. <laughs> that's
2: a that's a really good question. You're gonna have some that are like seventy-five feet that kind of skew it upward. Right. Yeah, I, I think I would still say under, but that's interesting. we already played the par fives in five under on Thursday, which is there was there was somewhere recently where he struggled with, with the par fives and it was uh Tory, maybe. Yeah, he didn't yeah, play. Didn't he, didn't,
1: he, didn't he play he played him at like one over or something? And weren't we like can't, that's can't. that's terrible. I remember I remember this conversation.
2: I can't remember where it was, but yeah, I mean him playing the par fives and five under is, <laughs> first of all, really impressive, but also obviously like that's his that's what he does. Like that's his deal, you know? And so if you see that number, you're like, okay, Rory is like locked in a little bit. And, you know, you'd love to see it throughout the rest of the year too, as we get into to the majors and, you know, all that stuff.
1: Uh, three chasers, two shots back of Rory McIlroy, Bo Hossler, JJ Spahn, Billy Horschel had himself a nice little day. And then you get Sung Jae Im, Will, Will Torres, Adam Scott as a couple of the notables at four under. But I want to talk about John Rahm real quick here, KP, because he had himself a full day. The scorecard is going to say even par 72, but it was nothing that steady. It was a roller coaster. He not only is currently second in the field, in strokes gained approach. But as of last check, let me double check this. Um, Almost dead last in putting, which included Mm. a 10-inch putt that he hit one inch. And I'm not exaggerating.
2: He chunked it.
1: Remember Ricky Fowler? No. Ricky Fowler did it at some event and missed the cut. Yeah. Or he just stubbed his putter into the ground.
2: I thought he... I thought Fowler... There we go. I thought Fowler whiffed it. Did he chunk it also?
1: Well, okay. So I believe the technical aspect of Ricky Fowler's would have been Ricky Fowler's would have been a. I think he stubbed it. I think he he did he did not set up. He reached his hand down. He dropped the club and it just like stuck into the green behind his ball. And I and he like stubbed it. Um, Rom's was a like I think he tried to stop. He I think like, he took a divot. See, like I, think, he, I don't think so.
2: Oh really. I, I don't know. S-
1: I didn't get a great look at it. yeah, I you he might be re- re-
2: s- You might be right. The funniest part was they showed like a side view of it, and it showed his caddy uh just like <laughs> s- just like stopping and staring at what he like did I just see that? It was unbelievable. He's the number one player in the world.
1: Yeah, even throwing out. So it's hard to lose. He lost 0.99 strokes putting on that one stroke. As you can imagine, it's hard to lose a full stroke putting on a single shot. But when you're 10 inches away, that happens. Even if you throw that out, he was still 1.7 strokes below zero uh, with the putter. I mean, this is and you can see the frustration. You can see how frustrated he is out there when he cannot get anything to fall.
2: Well, and I think it, it it makes for a good time to kind of to bet him, right? Like because I I think I I don't I have no concerns about Rom's putting. I mean, today was obviously bad, but long term, it just doesn't it doesn't affect me. I I think you know he switched putters recently, which I think is a little bit like wait a second, what's going on here? But eleventh from tee to green, uh, second on approach, twenty six off the tee that just screams like I had a bad short game day and that's the stuff that pops back up the next day or the next week or a month from now or whatever. So honestly it's because there's so much uh, like noteworthiness around it and newsworthiness around it. It, it's, it feels like a good time to, to bet on him.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I can give you the betting odds and I can talk through the rest of the betting board, but I think first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners.
2: For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks.
1: And we're back. If you're interested in John Romney's 20 to one, uh, that's the number you can get on Rahm. He's Currently seven shots back, second in the field in approach play, but he's going to have to run down a couple of big names between him and the top of the board is seven back with 54 to go too many.
2: No, I mean, he could go out and shoot 65 tomorrow, right? He could do a, he could shoot 64 tomorrow. And if, if Rory's your big concern, I think, I think out of the group that's just behind them, I think Sungjae is concerning. He's got a couple top threes here in his last three starts. I think Zalatoris is a little concerning. Uh, he hit the ball really well on Thursday. Adam Scott is mildly concerning, but no, I think I, I wish it was a little longer. I wish it was like 30 to one, but I don't think 20 to one is, is, uh, I would, I would, I would be on that. I would be in on that.
1: Zaltor is third in the field in strokes gained approach. The favorite, Roy McElroy, plus 225. I don't often say this, but KP, when you start looking at the situation here, that Rory, you're right, generally a very good front runner. He's been putting well for a handful of recent events. And when you see that he's got the driver in check and that he is, sublime in every category, this might be a pretty good number to grab him if you don't have a pre if you don't have a pre tournament ticket, because if he does anything close, shoots a couple under par on Friday, uh, he's going to be even money against the field.
2: I actually thought it would be like minus 100 when so I, did I I, I so checked did I. this earlier and I was I was surprised to see it this high. So yeah, I think I agree with that.
1: Yeah, if he goes out and plays his first nine holes at two under this will be it'll be even money him against the field billy horschel 11 to 1 victor hovland and sung jay in both 12 to 1 and then zal tors was the only other guy between rory and rom at 14 so i i think you're right the sung jay number you know he's a winner yes there are other big names around here the good success he can get hot with the putter that one's kind of interesting i could i could probably back
2: that yeah i think it is i think all three of those guys, Hovland, Sung Jay, and Zalatoris, they're a little longer than they should be just because Rory's out in front. So if you believe, you could honestly bet like all four of those and feel pretty good about like one of them winning, I think.
1: Are we supposed to get wind tomorrow? I meant to look this up. Let's see. Friday. Oh, Friday afternoon could get a little windy KP. So let's see. That would be the guys That's who went out Thursday morning. Yeah, that would yeah. be the Rory side of things. So this might maybe it gets a little tighter. Obviously, Rory, the wind in Florida's, you know,
2: changes its mind every second. Rory was talking about how um the greens are are firm. Like you can hear it. You can yeah. hear it on the, t- on the telecast. That's why I think 65 was, was pretty good today. I mean, obviously, but it, it doesn't, I don't think this is going to be a, and who knows, this is wind dependent, but I don't think it's going to be like a 21 under situation or even like a 17 under. I think 10, 11, 12 could win it. Again, depending on the wind. If you get a lot of wind, you could see single digits win it. If you don't, then yeah, 12, 13, I don't know, something like that. I love that thick rough out
1: there. I love when the ball, it's it's heading towards it's one foot off the first cut, and these guys are begging for like a good lie or like a good kick, and you have no idea what you're gonna get until you get up there. And then the the what I do also love is sometimes the rough dictates what these guys have to do. They have to lay up now. Like I think um is it 16 that that becomes an automatic layup if you miss it into the right rough? Like I love that they just have no choice in the matter.
2: See, I don't I don't love that because I think that. It, I think, when you don't have that, you give guys options. Like when it's thin and wispy and kind of pinehursty, and I, I get it. It's a different course. It's a different style. Whatever. But I like the options. I like when it's kind of there are more variables that come into play than just like, um. And and yeah, I think I think the the thickness. There is a variable there, right? That you're just talking about. If it's sitting up, you can go for it. If it's sitting down, you can't. But I like the recovery shots more from like the thin kind of wispy stuff.
1: I do like the options, but I also just like the penalty of it. Which yeah. Is just like, Hey, you missed it's it by good. a foot. Sorry.
2: Yeah. It's, it's very <laughs> different. It doesn't feel like it feels like it rewards a different aspect of your game, which as we saw, Rory hits 92% of fairways and you, you go shoot 65. So, uh, Adam Scott's not carrying a driver on Thursday. Did you see that? He had a I two wood. That. Yeah. Which is his quote on that was actually pretty funny. He said, uh, he said, if you look at my driver stats, accuracy is not its best thing. Distance is fine, but accuracy is not good. If it's not in the bag, then it's not a temptation. Hmm. And he said, I guess, or he was asked, I guess when you uh, when you play with a guy like Rory and you're watching that, do you feel like it's costing you on the par fives or anywhere? And he said, no, because I know better than to get into a big hitting contest with Rory McIlroy. See, savvy, you know,
1: over forty savvy guy Adam Scott knows not to get into a driving contest with Rory McElroy.
2: Smart. He's yeah, he's right. KP,
1: anything else before we get out of here on this round one recap? Uh,
2: I don't think so. Fun day, big day of golf talk with you. Wish we could do it every day. Um, so yeah, should be a, a fun uh, final three days, and and then into next week with the players. I'm cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be awesome.
1: Great run of golf here. Great run of golf. Roy, oh Rory McElroy, it, winning the week before the players would create a fever pitch and books yeah. would act accordingly.
2: Yeah. I mean, especially considering he won there. Uh, I mean, Rory and JT are your last two winners there and Hideki, kind of, but uh mostly Rory and JT. So
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the two that have the trophies for do you think match.
2: Rory's gonna do you think Rory's gonna win?
1: I think that oftentimes on Thursday, I think there's a lot of golf to be played, and the guy who shoots the best rounds, uh, you know, generally doesn't win. But when it's Rory and the metrics are as balanced and great as they are, the, I've, y- yeah, I I believe more more strongly that Rory is going to win than I do about a lot of guys after 18 holes.
2: Yeah, I think he's gonna win. It, it had the feel of like. He, he just looked in more control. Like Rory can shoot 66 and kind of look out of control. And this was like, it just looks just very, very controlled, very easy. The iron play was awesome. I, 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 it had the look of like, Hey, uh, this is my week. It doesn't matter what you guys do, which is a fun Rory week.
1: I was going to say, I think I've seen this one before and yeah,
2: yeah, it usually ends well for Rory McIlroy.
1: Okay. We will be back after each and every round this week to continue the conversation. But for now, Let me thank producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes that right there, Kyle Porter, who you can find on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.